2: So. Up tonight. McKnight tonight. McKnight tonight. He Hello and welcome to McNight Tonight. Psychic medium John Edward is still with me for part two of our conversation. John, readings. Hmm. What ultimately are we trying to get out of them? Is it just validation that their loved one is okay? Is it messages? What? What is... Uh, what are those spirits trying to achieve?
0: Well, I think we have to reframe the question. I think the people that are coming, they are coming for the reading, hoping for closure. Yes. I tell them that I don't think that they want closure. I think they want connection because closure is putting a period to the end of the statement. Mm -hmm. Connection, continuity keeps it going. We want that connective communication. For me, when I'm doing this, I want to interview the people that are coming through from spirit. So like, if dad's coming through, I want to know, what's your relationship? How are you connected? Give me any type of initials or names that I need to relay. Mm-hmm. Show me who you're connected to. Give me any types of dates that help to validate that this is not just for the, not just for the people that I'm reading, for me to yeah. know that, I'm, that this is him. And then once we establish that kind of level of connection, then we go into what the message is and that message could be a nugget that uh, that message could be um, something about where they're at in their life right now like a shift or something that they're gonna be making a a change with or something that's just taking place Um, anything from their their life that they could be talking about past present future past present future yep they could talk about what's coming up for them they could talk about what they're going through right now And when you're doing it
2: publicly, you're always very mindful of what you pass on. You do censor, don't you?
0: I don't censor. I make sure that I say everything, but I will be, if I I can, because the information comes through quick. If I can, if I recognize that I'm going to say something that's embarrassing or that's personal, I will sometimes deliver the information in a way that the person will understand it. Yes. And then what's really funny
2: We've had dogs
0: barking. (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, What's really funny is that I will sometimes be cryptic for their own protection. Yes. And then they'll be like, and then they'll reveal it. Yes. And then they'll say it. I was like, okay. I was like, (laughs) well, we can go full on, you know, with that. But it's them doing the revealing, not me. So I don't censor it because I feel like if I'm getting it. No, that's a fair point. Yeah. I I, I didn't know how to put it. But sometimes I'll say to them, like, can I be personal? Yes. And people, somebody said to me, why do you ask that? I'm like, well... I'm going to be talking about their stuff in front of other people. Yeah.
2: And they go, Well, they bought a ticket. I go, Okay, but it's still me karmically being correct. Something you said um, is that ability when I open up. Mm-hmm. So you, you're you not always open, are you? Nope. You close it off. Like Most we of have the this time. conversation yep. right now, you're closed like off. Like a turtle in a shell. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that?
0: Um, meditation, prayer, and visualization and concentration. So I, I, going back to a previous question when you said, you know, about other people in the field, I always say when someone tells you that they're so psychic that they can't shut it off, you're not encountering their psychic ability, you're encountering their ego. Mm-hmm. Because when you do this work and you do it at the level that you should be doing it, yeah. you know that you need to power yourself down and protect. So well, it would be overwhelming, wouldn't it? It would be overwhelming. It would also be physically draining. Yeah. It would be energetically draining. Yeah. Um, and it's not okay to answer someone's vibration without their permission, so why would you do that? So it means you have to make a decision to do that. You have to allow yourself to be open, and then you have to selectively, like, you know, like, you could turn around and say, you know, let's talk about that person's family right there. Mm-hmm. Could I? I absolutely could talk about that house and that family and tell you what's going on and all the stuff that's connected to them. But what's the difference between me doing that and you and I hanging out here until it's nighttime, climbing into their backyard and watching them? Through their house huh. without their permission, yeah, it's creepy. Absolutely, it's it's, it's just not okay. Right? Absolutely. So once I put it into that kind of perspective for people, they go, "Oh, I go." So when other people say that they're, you know, not able to turn it off and that they're doing that, I go, "What they're doing is being creepy." In my in my professional and personal assessment, yeah, I go, "It's not okay to do that." Nobody's asking you. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: that makes perfect sense because when someone comes to you asking for the reading. They're opening themselves up and giving you permission to go into their life. Right, or allow that to happen. Yeah. Whereas uh, if it's someone across the street, they're not giving you that permission. Correct. Huh. Um, You must have a strong sense of self belief. to communicate with a lot of non-believers But still keep your faith in your power Have you ever doubted yourself Because of the disbelievers Because of the haters
0: mm-hmm. No, the only time I ever had m- one moment Just one moment of like, oh crap um, It happened in Queens uh, In New York I was probably 20, 20 Maybe 20-ish I did a reading for a group of 18 people mm-hmm. And one of the girls Her mom came through Loud really loud, like really loud. Everybody was emotional in the room. And I don't really elicit an emotion from people. Like I, I elicit people thinking, mm-hmm. but this group of people were very emotional. And just by chance, as a lot, by the way, a lot of my lessons that I learned happened by me being an explorer and a seeker and making a comment or asking a question after the reading. I said to the woman, I said, my God, your mom was amazing to work with. I go, there's only two things she didn't tell me. She goes, what's that? I go, how she passed and when she passed. And then she started to cry and she goes, that's because she didn't. (laughs) And I was like, what? And for that like millisecond, I had that moment of like, oh my God, maybe the skeptics are right. Maybe I'm really just doing telepathy. Like I'm just getting factual information from these people. But like this woman was talking to me. Like I knew what I was feeling and I go, I, I don't understand. That she said, My mom's brain dead and being kept alive. Ah, uh. that moment that you just had was like the solidifier for me, where like everything went like, whoa, like this is just a vessel. And that vessel was the car that was running, and that mom was the driver who was gonna talk to her daughter. That was something that was a pretty powerful moment for me.
2: Interesting that you had noted that she hadn't passed those two points. Oh, you. I'm
0: like, you know, you know how my brain works, yeah. right? It's like, I'm like, cause I, I go for it. And a different reading, like years later, right? This is like you know, a couple years ago. I was in South Carolina, Georgia somewhere. And I'm delivering information to this man's family and his wife is coming through. And throughout the entire reading, she's telling me to say catfish. And I'm like, well, I'm not saying catfish assign me someplace to, where do I put catfish? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in the South. Like, saying catfish is not like, that's like come to Australia and saying kangaroo. It's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So throughout the entire reading, catfish, catfish, catfish. But then her energy started to dissipate. And it literally felt and I use this as an example, and only the old people will get what I mean by this. The Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin movie, All of Me, uh-huh. there's a moment where she's inside Steve Martin and she wants him to say something in the courtroom and she has that moment of like,
2: ooh. Yeah.
0: That's how it felt to me. It felt like she was like, catfish. Like, say, like, just say it, you know? So reluctantly, I was like, listen, I don't know what this is, but throughout the entire reading, she's been wanting me to say something. I go, but I don't know where to put it. I go, so catfish. Rob, this man's reaction, he's a big guy. He threw himself, it like, he got thrown back and his chair hit the wall. So it was like startling. Like, and his, the girls that were with him, his daughters, like, they all got startled. Like, they had a really big reaction to the catfish. So I... I was like, okay, so clearly this has a meaning for you. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't get her to tell me. And they said, that's because catfish is everything for him. It was the name of both his boats, catfish one, catfish two. <sighs> it was his like CB radio handle. It was his like password. It, like everything was catfish. So I didn't know where to put it. So I didn't say it. I waited to the end. So sometimes like the way I process information You know, like, I notice what doesn't come through, or, gee, like, because I'll I'll tell people, the omission of information is equally important of what's included. Yes. So, like, if I do a reading for somebody and I go, this is your biological dad, well, there's no reason for me to say biological. Like, there's no reason for the word biological to come out of my mouth. So, if I hear myself say biological, it tells me there's another dad. Hmm. I I just learned that if I say, oh, this is your biological dad, that means that, There's a stepfather. Right. There's an uncle who stepped in to be that person. There's another father. Because there's no reason for me to use the word biological. Of course. It should just be, this is your dad.
2: So now, would you still say the word biological? hundred
0: percent. Because the moment biological comes out, I now understand that I'm supposed to say the next part.
2: And now do you know that if they keep saying catfish, to say catfish? I
0: say everything. (laughs) You know what? I would love to tell you that I don't still do that. But I still wait until... Like, I feel like it's my job to place everything. And then when I can't, I'll do it at the end. I'll still do it at the end. Like, I still have to be the control freak. And... <laughs> but I say everything. I don't hold anything back.
2: Um, many mediums speak about the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my understanding, thanks to my wife, is that it's a complete record of all human events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent from the past, present, and future. Um Amanda introduced me to this theory, and she explained to me the information is encoded on a non-physical plane of existence. Is this something you believe in, and do you tap into it when you're reading? I don't know if I tap into it. I, I believe that there's something
0: in existence like that, because they, they, they have a theory that's called as above, so below. Astrologers will say a lot, as okay. above, so below. So following the as above, so below, if the Akashic Records is the above, the internet uh, is, the, is the below. Right. So it's almost like a spiritual internet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like the Google of the afterlife. It's the Google of that realm.
2: So someone who can tune into that would be able to pull up, and sure. I'm putting it in plain speak for me, pull up my records of my whole life, past lives, or you know what's going to happen to me in the future, and, right. and it all laid out for them. It's like a, a case file.
0: Yes. I think the future part of it, though, when you're having a current lifetime, this yeah. is just my spin, is not written. So I feel like there's... So the future isn't set in stone? I don't believe that it's... I think there are moments that are set in stone. So I call those like life, life check-in points, destiny moments. But I don't feel like everything is faded. I think that we have free will.
2: Although interestingly, before we started recording, you said to me, I said to my publicist, Rob won't be with Studio 10 for much longer. I did. <laughs> I did I did say that. So, So... So, what is that? What is that? That is a precognitive
0: thing. That's like a, it's a, that is that, that's me being psychic. That's me on the way to the studio, tuning into the, I, no, quite honestly, I would have preferred them saying there's there's a new set. (laughs) Like (laughs) to give you that heads up. (laughs) Yeah, give me a heads up, that there's a new set. No, but instead it was like that you, you and somebody else weren't going to be there.
2: That's amazing. And, and that's validated because Diana knew, you know? Um, so Edgar Casey was an American clairvoyant in the 1900s who also claimed to use the Akashic records and it got me wondering what is the difference between a psychic medium and a clairvoyant?
0: So I love the question because I think that there's a lot of misnomers when it comes to the nomenclature of how people refer to things. So the word clairvoyant has become like a title for being psychic, right? Yeah, but the word is a French word that means clear seeing. So mm-hmm. a clairvoyant is someone who's like be able to see something clearly. Whereas clear audience is hearing, clairsentience sentience is feeling, clear is smelling, so he, as the what they call the sleeping prophet, um, founded something called the Edgar Cayce Institute. It's in Virginia Beach, in the states. It's called the ARE. Um, it's the Ascent Center for Research and Enlightenment. They um, have all of his all of his work is like documented, like mm-hmm. like recordings and stuff. So he was. Very good, I believe, with like medical information like he would tap into and get like like kind of like medicinal type of things that people can um connect with. But when someone psychically sees something, they're seeing it clairvoyantly. And that has become a nickname for being like psychic. So a psychic is someone who has the ability to connect with energy mm-hmm. and talk about that line of probability, right? Past, present, future. Yeah. A medium is like a psychic, but a specialty of it. So a medium would be like doctor-surgeon. You have to be a doctor before you're a surgeon. Right. You have to be some level of psychic before you're a medium. Mm-hmm. Some mediums will be like, I'm not a psychic, I'm just a medium. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you might just focus on connections, but you're using your psychic ability to actually deliver information yep. mediumistically. so, um, And not every psychic is a medium. But right. every medium does Yes, that psychic. makes sense yeah.
2: because it's the building levels. Right. Um, so I'm still a little unclear where clairvoyant. So
0: clairvoyance just means seeing. So if, if you were to close your eyes right now, right, yep. just close your eyes and imagine Mickey Mouse. Yes. The way that you're seeing Mickey Mouse, right? The way yeah. you see that is how a psychic would see information clairvoyantly. It's in your mind's eye. Right. So in, in your mind's eye, you're envisioning what that is. So when I'm seeing stuff,
2: that's how I'm seeing it. I'm not seeing it outside. I'm seeing it in my mind. Makes sense. Okay, I get that. Weirdly, I visualized the old Mickey Mouse, not the modern version. <laughs> so, Roundsteen by Willie. So, I don't know what that says about me. But anyway, um, hey, I'd like to play a clip sure. from when you appeared on the Australian version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It's a clip that made headlines around the world. And before I play the clip, I have to ask, did you know who was in the jungle before you went in? No. When
0: I was on the way there... Like on the drive going into there, um, I said to, as you know me, I said to the guy that was driving me, I go, please don't talk to me about the show. I don't want to know anything about whatever. And he had said something about Tiffany, an American celebrity, Tiffany, but she was already out. Like she was already out. And I said, I go, I don't, I said, please don't talk about the show. Like I don't want any, like, you know, and again, you know me, like I like to attack the integrity of, of the experience. I didn't know who anybody was on the show. For me, those were ten people that I would just be doing a group for.
2: Yes. So I and and I can say that I have spoken to the producers of that show, and I know for a fact that they did not brief you on anything, and that you were very clear on not wanting to hundred percent. Yeah. So, and I
0: said no the first, and if they they'll tell you, I said no the first the first time they yeah. asked, and then the publicist came back and said, no, the executive producer like wants to talk to you, and I was like, you know what, I don't really like to read celebrities, like, it's not mm. really my thing. And they said, well, you know, it's going to be, you know, people that are, you might not even know. And I was like, eh, talk, to, talk to the executive producer. Now, here's the weird thing is before I, I was in South Africa and I have a friend who lives in South Africa and she was there at my events. And when she was, when I was leaving, I hadn't been there for like two and a half years. And when I was leaving, she said, don't wait two years to come back. <laughs> and she said, she's like, I know you like Australia. She's like, but don't wait two years <laughs> yeah. to come back. So I said, no, I'll see you in March. Literally. Really? I literally said, her, I'll see you in March. And I went, Deb, are you coming to New York? And she goes to me, no. I go, you must be coming to New York. I go, because there's no reason for me to see you in March. And she said to me, no, I'm not coming to New York. She was like, I, I, was like, I don't say I can't afford to come to New yeah. in March. She's like, so no. I'm like, well, I don't know why, Deb. I go, but I'm seeing you in March. So we had a laugh right? So yeah. now I leave, I think this was like August, September, I have to look at my calendar, it was like August, September the year before. Anyway, when I wound up talking to Steven, who was the executive producer yes. of the show, he then said to me, I go, when would you be filming this? And he's like, February, March. And I like sat there <laughs> going like, I, I even said to him on the, on, on the phone, my first call, I go, I think I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. And he's like, what? I go, I don't know, I think I'm supposed to do this. I go, my guides told me that I was going to be in Africa in March. Well, I would see my friend Deb, yes. who's in Africa in March. So I took that as a I should do it because if I didn't get that, like if I didn't have that conversation with Deb, I would have said no. Isn't that fascinating? Like, it's almost like they had a, cause they know how I, they know how I am. Yeah. I'm not easy. I, I own it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just, None I, of I, us are easy. I, job. I, I, I totally own it. Like, I feel like when I get there, they're going to be like, dude, you like a pain in the ass. Um, but when, when, when I got that moment, I was like, kind of feel like I'm supposed to do this. So.
2: Well, that is a good setup because what it does show is that you did not know Paul Burrell and no. you did not know he was in the jungle. No, no. no so let's, no. let's have a listen to the clip. Now, there's somebody who's coming through who died in a car accident.
0: Somebody's definitely insisting that they, they passed in the accident. It's not their fault. They weren't driving. I want to burn bright. That's the feeling. I want to burn bright.
2: I've never lost anyone close in a car accident, but Paul has. Maybe it's Paul.
0: So if you have a friend that passed in a vehicle accident... Okay. Were there two car accidents? No. Yes. Because I'm feeling like there are two car accidents. Almost Guess like one were. was foreshadowing and then the other one was like tragic. Yes? Yes, there was.
1: Okay. You couldn't possibly know that. He reached inside me and rang a bell. I do want to congratulate you either about
0: getting married or I want to congratulate you about being married. Was your friend not able to be at your wedding? No? Okay. I feel like I'm supposed to also talk about, can I be personal? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay. I kind of feel like you've been ostracized. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're the outcast. Your need for validation from your friend's family, not coming, like not coming. And why did you change the photo? Like you moved the photo?
1: That's personal.
0: Okay, so do you understand that you did it? I do. Okay.
1: I did it to protect someone.
0: Okay. I feel like I'm supposed to say, you moved the photo, like why did you do
1: it? Or acknowledge the fact that it was done? I want to hear a thank you. <laughs> because I did it and I so shouldn't, I I like shouldn't have done it. Well, He told me things which he couldn't actually know. So if I said to you, if I'm gonna walk into a room,
0: right, I walk into a room, think all wood panels and books, okay? Yes. Piano over to one side?
1: Yes. Okay." Which you couldn't possibly know. Go on.
0: If I go into that, go into that room, mm-hmm. small glass bird?
1: Yes. Okay. The glass bird is a l- Lalique glass crystal I don't know bird. I what that is. I just yeah. see a glass bird. That's what it is. Okay. It's sat on a side table. You're right, that is. He could not have known about a glass Lalique bird in the princess's room. Impossible. Your friend wants to
0: tell you that the dream where she came to you in the royal blue dress was real.
1: I do have a dream of me sitting alone with the princess, cross-legged on the floor, and she is wearing a blue dress. It's the last dress I saw her in. I've never told anybody about that particular dream.
2: I always get the feeling you get very worried when there's a celebrity involved in a reading mm-hmm. from the other side. Is that because of a, a potential backlash?
0: Well, like when you're dealing with celebrities in general, there's a backlash because some, everything's, you know, you talk about the Akashic records, mm-hmm. like everything's public with, you know, with celebrities. So it's it, it's not my favorite thing to do. Mm. Like I, I say no a lot when celebrities like will reach out to the office and they want to be read. I'm like, you know what? Here's like five other people you should probably see. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm that, that, I'm not the right person. And the reason why is I'm I'm not, I'm not patient enough to deal with their celebrity while I have to read. So, like, it's already not a positive recipe for me. So, mm. like, let me just remove myself from this. So, yeah, it's, it's much difficult. But with him, what
2: was funny is I thought it was a man that was coming through. It very much seems to be Princess Di. But does that worry you that it could have been? It doesn't worry me. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't I mean, like, listen, when I do a read with somebody, like, I don't know who I'm talking yeah. to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just bring through the information. So the funny part is, like, I haven't heard this. I never saw the show. Oh, right. That's the first time I've heard anything. It was
2: interesting watching your reaction. Yeah, I'm
0: like, I'm like, like you know, I don't know what's, because I don't really remember it. Um, but that description, that I, what I described, is my friend Shelly's house. Oh, really? The wood-paneled room, piano all the way over to the one side. Yeah. So that was in my frame of reference to get me to explain, which is how everything comes through. Everything comes through. And, it's a frame and of reference from something in your it's life. It's my frame of reference to get me. One time I was doing a reading for a woman and I was seeing my Aunt Rachel's actual house. So I said, you know, you come in and, and I describe the house and I go, there's the steps and there's the dining room. You go up the steps and then you get to the top. Get to, you get to the top and she reached across my desk and she goes, I'm sorry, I didn't make my bed today.
2: <laughs> and I like looked at her and I,
1: had,
0: like, I didn't get it and then she thought I was like, like in her house. Like mm. I was seeing her actual house. So I said, to her, I go, I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm actually seeing my aunt's house. I go, because I can describe it. It's a place yeah, I've been. Yeah. So in that, I'm listening to that. I'm like, oh, that's Shelly's house. I'm, <laughs> des- I'm describing Shelly's house. Wood panelled piano to the left.
2: So the big question, of course, is you said you thought it was a man, but they talked about wearing a dress. It, to the audience, it very much felt like this fits Princess Di. He was her butler. Could that have been Princess Di? Yeah, it could have been.
0: What's funny is that the... The, when they said, "Do you want to know who that was?" When I was walking down out of the out of the park area, the yeah. jungle thing, they should have caught my reaction there because I was like,
2: "Don't Well, that's that's the point I was coming to yeah. because I I think I read an interview on B or something like that where you were trying to pull away from the idea that it could have been Princess Diana because I've, I feel like you see that as just being a a, a, a confetti cannon of controversy. Hundred
0: percent. It it did not make me feel comfortable at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's like I gave the information. If that's what the information is, that's what it is. It's not, it's no different. It doesn't matter if it's her or if it's someone else's father who passed in a car accident. It's a person who passed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's no velvet ropes in the afterlife. There's no royalty in the afterlife. (laughs) There's no red carpets in the afterlife. Like, yes. You just an energy. It's just a consciousness. And in this lifetime, this person played that role.
2: But obviously, to observers, the idea that she came through to you right. um, is, is quite fascinating. And he obviously validated what you were saying and kept saying. And I made a note. I, I said to you during we, while we were listening to it, he said you couldn't possibly have known that. You right. gave intimate details. You even talked about a dream. You know, um, it's 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 an interesting thing for such a public death sure. to to and, see and that play somebody, out.
0: Like somebody, like if you were to show him to people in the states, they would be like. He's not popular. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's not somebody who's who's known. It's not like it's not a um it's just not somebody who would be know, like he's That's not somebody right. who's, who's known for me. Yeah. I understand here like somebody who's, you know, who who knows me here. She was like, "I don't think this was a good show for you to be on." She's like, "I don't think this I don't think I think it was not how I wanted to see you framed or how it was produced." Like in her perspective, mm-hmm. she felt like it was it was it wasn't positive. Where somebody else felt like it was great. And I just thought like it's always interesting to hear what people's perspectives are, and what they
2: take, take away from it. Um, I found it impressive, you know, and, and speaks to what I've seen you do so many times but you before. But you know me, but yeah. someone who
0: doesn't know me, who doesn't know how I am, who doesn't know how I read, might look at that and be like, that's totally fake. Because yeah, of, and, of and people that, definitely said right.
2: that, and there and there was a backlash against that with some people, but these are people that will never believe in what you do, and, you know, could I feel like it's 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 like climate change, uh, People who deny climate change, no matter how much evidence is
0: produced. Well, here's the funny part. The woman that sat next to him, so he was over to my right. So whoever the woman was that sat next to him, I thought they were married. Oh, really? (laughs) Because every if you watch the, well, I don't know what you guys saw, but if you saw the raw footage, the woman that was sitting next to him was very cozy
2: with him. Right.
0: And because she was very cozy, she seemed to know everything that he was saying. I thought they were married. So when it <laughs> when it came up that, you know, he had recently gotten married, I thought it was to her. <laughs> so somebody else made a comment and said, well, you know, how psychic could you be if you thought that? Because, you know, she's married to but somebody else. But that's not what you're and, tapping into, he, right? he's, you know, he's gay or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, uh, all I do is pass on information. Yeah. I go, and I could be wrong, by the way.
2: You know what I'm saying? But for you, channeling public figures in public is a bit of a something you want to avoid. Yeah, not my thing. No, it's, it's I
0: don't I it's not my thing. Do you see auras? I could see auras if I focused on it. Right. I could see auras.
2: So, it, so you're not just walking through life seeing auras everywhere. No, 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 no. It's something you open up to it, 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 yeah. with you it seems very it, it feels like it comes back to your OCD it does where and I think
0: I'm slightly um, synesthetic I think I have synesthesia a little bit
2: ah now that's when you see in colour right you're hearing colour when you see in, you, you could you could. What is your that?
0: senses get mixed up so right. it's like I, I'll i say stuff when people really focus on me reading it, I'll say something like it feels like the name Steve you know what I'm saying right like, or, or it, it, it it tastes like this yep like there's a, my, I'll, I'll, things get dovetailed mm-hmm. together. So like I'll, I'll see and hear and feel things, um, like in weird ways, like very, very bright lights will affect me in a certain way. Like, so there's a whole bunch of, I have a, a friend who's got a son who's very, very autistic. And when I was giving her information, she said to me, she's like, she's like, it's really like, you know him so well. And I got quiet and I go. I'm kind of describing a little bit what it feels like to be psychic to you. It was like that intense scrutiny of paying attention to the world you live in yes. in a hyper-focused, hypersensitive way. I said, that's what your son's experiencing. I go and and he's processing it this way. I go, I kind of processes it that way. So she goes, so do you think people like you were kind of like on the spectrum? I went, maybe after this conversation, I do. <laughs> I go, Maybe I do. I, um
2: but i think it's a- an interesting thought yep very interesting thought yeah because it's it's there's a, a way that because you because process- there's a sensitivity yep a, a sensitivity to uh, you know uh, traditionally with autistic people a sensitivity to touch and and any kind of sensations but why couldn't that be extended to other things 100% when you meet someone do you get an immediate sense of how spiritually aware they
1: are
0: i don't no do not I d I don't I don't get that. I mean if I had a conversation with them. Of course. Then I could gauge, you know, but again that's even that's even still cryptic. I think people could be very, very private and personal and buttoned up about their stuff. Um, which I prefer. Yes. More than somebody who's overtly telling me. <laughs> yes. Because if they're overtly telling me, it's no different than the psychic who can't not stop reading people. Yes. Who's overtly telling you how psychic they yeah. are that means that there's something that they're trying to validate and prove with inside themselves. So whether it being psychic or religious or faith or spirituality, I kind of feel like that's
2: private. Like you kind of keep yep. that. Um, we were talking about you coming over to the house last night. My daughter asked, can he read people's minds? No, he cannot. Wouldn't that be a great trick? No, I wouldn't want that. Well, actually, that's very much you, isn't it? You just talked about how you wouldn't want to read no. the people across the...
0: No, I think that when people are in a relationship, like, you know, when people have like a, a good partnership, whether yeah. it be business or friendship or marriage or parent and child, I think we build like a bridge and that information could travel across that bridge. So we could communicate with a shorthand, which mm-hmm. almost is like a reading of, of a person's mind, but it's not really reading their mind. You're kind of, you're kind of reading, you're understanding the, the symbolism. There's a shorthand. Yeah, there's a
2: total shorthand. Um, as you know, I make a true crime podcast Mm -hmm. with bestselling author, Amanda Howard. Um, have you ever thought about helping out on real cases? Is there a place for that? I think there are psychics that specialize in that, Mm -hmm. that that kind
0: of do that. There was a whole TV show medium was based on Alison DuBois doing that. Um, I have been pulled into cases, but it's not something that I've focused on. So I have a great, tremendous respect for like law enforcement, but I would never, I I've been pulled into cases. What does that mean? So, like, there was a reading that I did for a family um, in Florida, and there was a homicide that happened in a business, and I wound up getting information. They wound up passing that information on to the police. The police called me, and the police said, only somebody at the crime scene would know that. That wasn't released to the family. That wasn't released to the media. Like, how did you know that? So I was able to give information to them. Do I think it helped them? I have no idea.
2: Do you think law enforcement are open to that? Have they seen enough? I think some are. Yeah.
0: I think some are.
2: So some are open, but I guess there's that precarious thing. If only someone who was at the crime scene knows about it and you've got a disbeliever, do you suddenly become a suspect? Well, that was the implication
0: when the guy called me, to be honest. The guy says, "Me only someone at the crime scene would know that. How did you know that? Yeah. So then I had to explain to the guy. So they actually flew up to New York. And um, it was a little bit of a a difficult, difficult experience for me because they said... If we show you photos, can that be helpful for you? Oh, you don't want to say that. Well, you see, you went to the right place. I did not. I thought he was going to show me photos of the person. Oh. So you know, here I am getting into the back seat of the police, you know, the police car, and the um, the guy says, you know, these are the photos of the of the victims. I'm like, okay, and he hands me the photos, and I pull out the photos. Yes. And they were crime scene photos. Yes.
2: Well, that's what that was my assumption.
0: He's not mine. See, like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even think that way. I thought he was going to just show me, like, a photo of the person. Right. So, yeah, that was a little hard. Did that help? No. I wouldn't have thought so. Actually, it, it hindered me because it, it, it pulled me out of being psychic and made me human.
2: Yes. Like, whoa. And that's very you. You know, like, you have a humanity about you and a, a deep caring uh, about people and the impact of... I do. I do. You know, I, choose, I I think that the, I think it's
0: really important when you do this work to to recognize the impact that your words carry. like words matter. You know, yeah. it's like we see it in American politics. Like words matter. Yes, you know what I'm saying like what you say matters. Um, Actually,
2: you're becoming very politically active on Twitter. Um,
0: people have said that it's really it's really not political. It's only when the lines of politics cross humanity for me. You know, what I'm saying you're yes, not I do. See, you're not going to see me. You know, be like yay Republican or like yep. yay Democrat. Matter of fact, I've never voted in my life. I will vote the next election that there is. Like, I will be that person voting. Um, but I've never been a politically active person. Um, I've, but it comes back to humanity. It, it does come back to humanity for me. Like, it comes back to, like, um, what I what I feel is fair and balanced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's, it's funny because it's such a divisive time just in the world and in, in the states. Very and, much. You know, for a while there, even in my house, because my, my wife is politically active. and she's. Very, very opinion. And
2: you've never voted.
0: And I've never voted. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. And it's it's she's she's that person who's very well versed with fact, so that she could literally be on any news program and, and hold her own. Yeah. Like, she's that person. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I can't even have that conversation. Um, and she can. So I said, you know what? I wouldn't even know where I where I would fall like on the category of my beliefs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I've never really been one to belong to a group. So I was like, so I wound up taking a test. Literally hundreds of questions to, to kind of tell you like where you land politically. Oh, that's interesting. Right in the middle. Uh, <laughs> I
2: literally landed right. You're very
0: centrist. In, very very much so. Very middle. But I had different opinions and different things. So it was funny. We are taking a test and Sandra's like, you know, regarding immigration. She was like, so you, you're, you're for like open borders, right? And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> not, 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 not so much and she was like what, what do you mean I'm like listen I go I can't do every question with that I, I go I have to do the question give me the question I go and let me just let me just answer it so I think you know from a case by case standpoint yes I might have a political opinion but yes it's, it's really coming from the place of how do I feel about depends it depends on the energetically, issue energetically yeah it depends on the issue yeah you know like I'm not
2: like I don't I don't like belonging to a group um, your son Justin mm-hmm. has the gift both kids do Oh, now see, I didn't yeah. know Olivia Kids had the do. gift. Yep, both have the the ability, I say, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, so, if they've both got the ability, you're at a certain level, You, they've got a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Will that help them surpass your abilities? If if either one of my
0: children wanted to, they could, because they are the 2.0 version, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And they have an early edge of teaching? Yes, they've gotten it from a young age. They they could um but What would that look not. like? What does that mean? I don't know to be honest because I I think that they they've been trained from young to think energetically. Yes. Like so they look at numerology and astrology and symbolism and energy differently right out of the gate, right? So they co- they come in n- knowing like this like this is how they're going to be and I say they come in knowing because I believe we choose our parents. So I feel like this is their their landscape. But my son is very science minded and he's probably going to go into something either biomedical engineer or he's going to be an architectural engineer or wow. something very very science math guy. That's that's him. Um maybe a doctor and my daughter is very artistic. Right, so she's, and she's
2: appearing in a TV show. She's
0: yep. She's on a TV show. She's doing like she's shooting a movie right now, and she's doing like a whole bunch of like acting things. And she's twelve, um, but they're going to do them psychically. So whatever they do, they're going to look at it through an energetic lens. So hmm. you don't have to be a psychic medium to do readings. But you can, and this is what I want for my clients. Like I want people to live their lives intuitively. I want them to live their lives based upon how something feels. Like, do you think we ignore that a lot? Hundred percent. I think people ignore things all the time, and then they will go like, "Oh my god, I knew that. I didn't trust my gut." It's like trust your feeling. Like trust your, trust what you're feeling. Like I, I tell my kids like when, when you're like in a group, and you're with your friends, if something doesn't feel right, if someone does something and it doesn't feel right, if somebody says something and it doesn't feel right, trust that. Mm. Doesn't matter what happens at that? you know just trust that that feeling you know like i'll tell my son I'm like when i I'll tell both my kids now when they're going out i'm like have a great time
2: be safe and don't go viral <laughs> <laughs> that's very good advice um finally in the world a lot of people have lost hope we talked about the divisiveness True. in politics and you know global warming war um do you see a negativity in the world or with the new generation and a more of an awareness of spirituality, is there hope for the future? Oh, I think there's always hope.
0: I think there's always hope. I think that the moment we think that there's not hope, that's when we have a problem. Mm. I think that, you know, when you have dark days and the clouds are rolling in and you haven't seen the sun for a bit and you long to see that blue sky, you, you can get you can get affected by the weather, right? Yeah. So if the weather energetically is kind of doomy and gloomy and a little stormy, then people get affected by that. Mm. And then people can be reactive. So I think that's why if you come from a foundation of faith, and I always say this publicly, you know, I'm not endorsing religion. I say religion you pay for, faith is free. (laughs) But you come from a foundation of faith and you have a a belief that there's a divine power and energy and we're part of something that's bigger, you know? Um, I think we have a different perspective. I found it really interesting recently. I've had a number of atheists that... I've had Twitter conversations with, and one I'm following and one's following me, mm. and the peace of, and I P-E-A-C-E, peaceful, like peace, the peace that an atheist kind of carries with them, I find fascinating, because they're not coming from this over-ambitious selling of God. Yes. And I'm like, I, I actually resonate, I'm like, is there a problem? Like, here I am with a strong belief in God, <laughs> God and an afterlife and spiritual stuff. And I'm hanging with atheists. Like (laughs) like, like, when I say hanging, like I'm energetically feeling in alignment with how they communicate. I feel like we're at a time where everybody has become a warrior for their truth. Yes. And I think we have to learn how to be respectful. So one of the things that I'll say at my events is the next time somebody comes at you with an antagonistic thought, I want you to say to them, Oh, that's interesting. And nothing else. (laughs) Because you don't have to engage. You don't have to debate. They're allowed to have their opinion. Yeah. And you're allowed to disagree. It doesn't have to mean that a family function is going to get ruined now. Because Mm. somebody's watching one news channel and somebody's watching a different news channel. And somebody voted for this person and somebody voted for that person. Or somebody likes cherry pie and somebody (laughs) likes apple pie. You know what I'm saying? I do. Everything becomes this divisive thing. And I think it's really important. And I've been doing it all around the world. Not just in the States. Specifically here, when I'm in Australia, I, I've been talking about how amazing the country is as a community, as a culture, and and not to let that get contaminated. And to be respectful of somebody's belief, even if you don't share it. Like, you don't have to be right. You can just be. Yeah. And I think that when people come from That's that.
2: That's a huge lesson. Yeah. And if when people can come from that place, it's a little bit more healing. Hmm. Well John, I said at the top of this interview, you are one of the nicest people I've ever met both personally and professionally, well, thank and you. even after this interview, especially after this well, interview, I, I stand it. by that. I appreciate you, are it. A great thank man. you.
0: Thank you for having me on.
2: Anytime. Um, and for more and for the latest information about John, you can find him on Twitter at psychicmediumJE or go to the website johnedward.net. John, thank you for being on McNight tonight. I appreciate it.
1: Fun inside home.